Episode 160 of the Drive-By Podcast is sponsored by Les Delices Lafrenet. Five Montreal locations voted best of MTL year after year. And you don't need any list to tell you that they're tops. The best pastries, check them out. Cannolis, lobster tails, they've got it all. Custom cakes, including their newly expanded store on Tashro in Brossard on Montreal South Shore. It's Les Delices Lafrenet. We had such a great night last night at Baton Rouge Grillhouse and Bar. Steph and I both ordered the barbecue pork back ribs and creamy potato soup duo. This is their signature barbecue ribs. It's served with fries, very tasty, coleslaw paired with that creamy potato soup I've been talking about with cheese, scallions, perfectly smoked bacon bits. And this is a full rack of barbecue pork back ribs. Steph was blown away at how much food there was. Only $30. This is until February 25th at Baton Rouge Grillhouse and Bar. More info at batonrouge.ca. You must be tired of seeing all those water bottles. Some are empty. Some are like half full. You don't know whose is who. You're throwing them all out, wasting plastic, wasting water. There's a simple solution, and that's the Kinetico Water Station. Simply go to kinetico.ca to find out more, and then during this podcast, I'll tell you how you could get your K5 drinking water station with kinetico.ca. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of paid sponsors. This is The Drive-By with Freeway Frank. The Drive-By podcast brought to you by OwnSpace. Episode 160, Freeway, set to go. Hope you're doing all right. Wanted to start this podcast with how ridiculous some neighbors could be. I saw this funny video with that annoying do, 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 do. It's annoying. I try not to use that soundtrack for any of my videos. It may have happened in the past. Try not to follow some of those trends because they could be annoying. But this one was perfect. How do you know you don't like your neighbor in Canada? So there's a snowstorm. And these two homes, I guess, are semi-detached, which means they're attached on just one wall, one side, and they're open on the other side, which means in the middle they share a driveway, and there's usually a wall between the two garage doors, and in the middle, it's kind of like neutral land. Part of it is goes to one neighbor, part of it goes to another, but there's a border there. There's a definite border. But I mean, you would have to be a complete and utter tool, not get along with your neighbors. And even so, take the high road, in this case, take the high asphalt driveway, because <laughs> that's the road, be better, do better. You don't like your neighbors. So they, the, the video ends up showing a neighborhood where people don't like each other, where they're literally plowing the snow and it looks like they don't have snow removal service because if they did, the snow removal company would not do this. They just wouldn't. The border between the two semi-detached homes is snow. There's about a foot and a half, two feet of snow, almost like a little wall. Yeah, like the wall that, that went up in the southern border and was never finished, 
that kind of wall, but it's between two neighbors who obviously don't like each other because especially if you're shoveling and it's a, it's, it's a dink move. Like one of you, be the better person. Now, thankfully, I have all good neighbors. I used to cut my own grass. I stopped cutting my own grass. It took too long. And I wanted to do other things with my summer days. We never got like a housekeeper. I remember my wife first coming into this neighborhood, this home. Like everyone has a housekeeper. Why can't we get one? I go, well, we do. We have two, Frank and Steph. I don't want other people coming in and to clean my home. It's just not me. So same thing. I was cutting my own grass. And then I thought, no, that's something. Cutting the grass, landscaping. I'll leave it to, to some. They come in. They have two, three guys, boom, boom, boom. They cut the grass, right? It's done. I'm there for like an eternity going up and down. Then you start obsessing. There's grass sticking out here. Let me do this. Let me, it's just a a big mess. So leave it to the professionals. My point of all this is if I'm cutting the grass, I'm not doing a perfect border between my neighbor and I. I might go a couple of extra feet in because I'm not a total, like I like my neighbors. I, I do get the whole my property, your property thing. Is when you become a homeowner, I remember buying my first home in 2007, you realize everybody is proud of their home. Not everybody, but everybody knows their boundaries, right? They don't want people coming into their boundaries. I get that. I understand that. But as long as you're respectful and none of your water or snow is going onto your neighbor's property, you keep it on your property, you keep the water from the the roof and wherever it's coming from your property onto your property or going down towards the sewer, not to your neighbor's. You should be fine. But what made me laugh about this video is these people are not cleaning the snow in between. Maybe because one of the neighbors did clean it once and then the other one didn't. So now they're like, oh, you want to be that way? Let's leave a snow border between us. I think it's sad. And it says a lot about people, says a lot about humans when we do this type of stuff. It's the same type of thing when somebody does something nice for you, you do something nice for them. And you're keeping track. Like to me, that's not what friendship is about. Or being good neighbors is about. Don't keep track. If you truly like somebody, if you truly like a neighbor, or if you truly like a friend, you don't have to write down everything you did for that person. And now it's like payback time. Where I was going with all this is there's nothing worse than living next to somebody you don't like. Thankfully, we don't have this issue. Very thankful I live in a neighborhood where everyone is respectful, everyone is nice, but I don't get into my neighbor's business, they don't get into my business. Unless I do have a couple of neighbors that are friends of mine that I knew, believe it or not, before I moved into the neighborhood. It just so happens was that we, we ended up living right next to each other. But these are people that I knew that I actually consider friends. If not my neighbors, they're not my friends. My neighbors are my neighbors. Friends, I go over, I have dinner with, I go out, I have dinner with, we spend special times together. Neighbors are there by default, but I respect them. I keep an eye on what's going on. I've always talked about this forever. I'm neighborhood watch, you know, but I'm not doing it to see what people are doing. I'm doing it to protect my neighborhood. If I see something that's off, my text the neighbor. We all have our numbers, each other's numbers. I, I look at things, I'm like, oh, why is that garage? Their garage has been open for about an hour and a half. There's something up here. Oh, forgot to close the garage. Stuff like that. You got to be a good neighbor. So when you see that, I see that video, as funny as it sounds, with that song I said that's playing in the background, it really does look bad, 
right? But the whole funny part about that was it's it's how do you know in Canada you don't like your neighbor because there's snow, and the snow is the thing that that allows us to see that they're not getting along, right? <laughs> because of the snow border between the two homes. Funny. Speaking of do ba do be do be do another that that theme that mousy do ba do be do ba do be do be do 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 reminds me of all the good videos I saw since the last time I recorded a podcast earlier this week. And this one tops them all. This is Rachel Maddow from MSNBC. Rachel flew over the cuckoo's nest a long time ago. I think she was always over the cuckoo's nest. She might actually live in the cuckoo's nest. But this shows to me how journalism has taken a big fall over the last few years. Now, look, I'm not going to sit here as somebody who worked in media for 30 years and pretend like media hasn't been at least, you know, hasn't had at least one branch or been one branch of the government propaganda for as long as we've known news organizations for as long as they've been around. Because uh, no matter what the propaganda is or what message they were trying to funnel, whether it was because of uh, the Vietnam War, the Gulf War, 9-11, whatever, you take any, any historical moment, especially in American history or, or Canadian history for that matter. But now they don't even hide it. That's the thing. Now it's like blatantly obvious who the media works for. And this to me says it all. You don't have to like former President Donald Trump. This is not about being a a MAGA, not being MAGA, none of that stuff. This is about how corrupt. Now they're coming out and blatantly telling you this is what we're doing and here's why we're doing it. And it's just insane because if they were a partial news organization or channel, they wouldn't be saying this. But the fact they're saying this is they're coming out and basically telling you they're not going to show you anything when it comes to Donald Trump because they know they're not going to let you decide. They know he's misinformation and disinformation and therefore they're not going to give him any more time. Uh Uh-uh. Listen to this. Um, At this point in the evening, the projected winner of the Iowa caucuses um, has just started giving his victory speech. Uh, We will keep an eye on that as it happens. Uh, We will let you know if there's any news made in that speech, if there's anything noteworthy, something substantive and important. Um, The reason I'm saying this is... Of course, there is a reason that we and other news organizations have generally stopped giving an unfiltered live platform for President Trump. It is not out of spite. It is completely out of spite. If you're a reputable news organization, just say Donald Trump won the Iowa caucus. Let your audience, let the people, the people who vote decide. You're there as a news gathering organization. Gather the news. Present both sides of the story. Let people decide. You're not there to tell people, well, here's what we're going to do because obviously we know the guy is a liar and a cheat considering the fact that they've thrown so many things at him, so many knives at him. He's still there. So how about let the people decide instead of telling them, oh, we're not going to mention him by name. Oh, oh, but yeah, it is President Trump, but that guy, that person. 
It's just unbelievable to me that anybody would watch this crap. And it's no surprise they have no ratings anymore. Nobody watches this anymore. And the people who do are extremely unaware and delusional. Because, I mean, now they're telling you, they're coming out and just saying it. It's not a decision that we relish. It is a decision that we regularly revisit. Um, and honestly, earnestly, it is not an easy decision. But whenever they tell you an honestly, they're not being honest. And it's a very easy decision. They don't want to talk about Trump because they know the more coverage they give Trump, the more they're going to put him back into the White House. So now they're just coming out and just basically... They're telling you, this is why we're not talking about him, but he just won. He. Okay, we're going to mention his name once. Donald Trump. It's just bizarre to me that this is where we're at. This is not how I remember it. The news has always been a little bit swaying to one side, depending on the organization. But now, it's, it's just now you see it. You hear it. It is obvious here in Canada. You know, you, you know when every single channel of legacy news is saying the exact same thing, and there is no other side of the story, you know what we're facing here. This is not going to end well. Whichever way you look at it, Trump's been indicted 91 times. He's been pushed off two ballots. They've thrown everything at him. He's still here. Doesn't that say something to you? Doesn't that... Look, they're going to try everything they can to keep him off the ballot completely, to throw him in jail. It'll be the first time a presidential candidate or current incumbent president might throw the opponent in jail because that's the only way they'll keep the opponent from beating the current president. This is like banana republic shit. It really is. It's Looney Tune. And again, you don't have to be... This is not an endorsement for either side. I don't even care anymore. You know, this whole left, right, I don't care anymore. I just want things to be right again. And to me, right is on voting day when a democracy votes and whoever they vote for, well, that's who's in charge. But uh, some people might say, okay, well, Frank, well, you've been critical of Justin Trudeau here in Canada. Well, I have every right to be. No, I did not vote for him, but I have every right to be critical. I'm not saying people can't criticize. You could be critical, but I am accepting of whoever the public votes in. Now, the public could be completely misled and delusional if they vote in Justin Trudeau again. I will be thinking twice about even wanting to live here if he gets in. I'm not saying all politicians are not the same. I don't know if Pierre Poiliev, I mean, he's gonna. anyone's going to be better than Justin Trudeau, but... Pierre Poiliev start getting on my nerves after a couple of months? It's possible. Very much possible. They all do at some point. Politicians, to me, are politicians. But again, this is not about endorsing one particular party or person. To me, it's just when you hear this on the news, as somebody who has worked in broadcasting, like honestly, I sit back and go, whoa, they're not even hiding it now. And how could some people not see this? Now, over the years that I worked even though it was radio, even though it was audio, an audio medium, I am telling you, some things I mentioned, some things maybe I'll keep for the book. What book? <laughs> no, I'm not writing a book yet. But there are things that happen over the years that only confirmed in my mind that 
it's a corrupt business. Based on the things that were told to me, how the things were told to me, you piece it all together now and you go, ah, okay. And as I said, because we went through what we went through in the last couple of years, had I actually had the opportunity to go through that as a member of the media still, I would have never made it because I'm somebody that questions things in general, in life. And I'm not always playing devil's advocate. I don't want to be the a-hole. You know that person. There's always that one person in the group. They always have to be devil's advocate. They always have to take the other side, bust your chops about whatever they're talking. They'll never agree with you no matter what. I don't want to be that person. But I want to ask legitimate questions. It's the reason why I love hosting a podcast and having guests on because I want to ask questions. I'm curious by nature, and I want to say, well, well, why did you do that? Why do you think that happened? What possessed you? What inspired you? Whatever it is, you want to find out more about that person, how the human mind works, and, well, it's not something I would do, but curious as to why you chose to do that. That, to me, is what this is all about, conversation. And if you're not able to have a conversation because somebody is trying to silence you. The people who are doing the silencing, in this case, when you hear her, Rachel Maddow, speaking, she's coming out and just saying that. The alarm bells should be going off. Like, wh- what? How about you let me decide? Let me decide. You just give me the news, and I'll decide. Present the facts. Tell us the facts. Have both sides debate it and give their thoughts and opinions. You know, I remember even when the editor took letters to the editor, responded, whatever the case is. Now it seems like you can't question. You can't send the questions to the editor anymore. Nobody's really reading newspapers. And even if you could, they wouldn't, they wouldn't dare publish it. Not if it went against the opinion of the editor. But I remember seeing a lot of opposition to any editorials I was reading back in the 80s or 90s or even 2000s. Now it just seems like they're just pushing one narrative. And it it is really scary times. We were discussing this on a previous episode when I had Viva Fry on. How scary 2024 looks like it's going to end up being. I mean, this is a year we either make it through this year or... Things are blowing up. When I say things, I don't necessarily mean buildings, homes, people, countries, but things might never be the same again if the United States is not able to have their election and elections done properly. And with the media, I just played some clips for you doing what they're doing. And it's just, okay, look, You could believe elections are rigged, not rigged, impossible to rig, very possible to rig. But to me, the way they're manipulating algorithms and the way news organizations suppress certain news stories, that to me is the rigging. That to me is what makes it unfair. That to me is the danger we face. Make sense? I think people are getting it, though, and they're getting it more than ever. I think things people followed in the past. There's still people who like the Golden Globes and Emmys and Oscars. 
and now people that can see right through it. But you look at their ratings. What was it last week for the Emmys? It was like their all-time lowest rated show, like 4.3 million people. Nobody cares anymore. Nobody cares because we've gone through so much. We've gone through so much. So many things have been exposed and people have started to question more than ever. The question is now, my question is, when we go through something else that's as big as what we went through most recently, will people fall in line again or will they stand up and ask questions and say no if that's what they really want to respond with? No. Simply not participating in whatever crap you're delivering this time. I hope so. So I continue to bring this up. <laughs> Simple as that. There's a method to the madness, I always say. Episode 160 of the Drive-By Podcast, sponsored by Les Delices Lafrenet. So you're celebrating a birthday maybe in a few weeks. It's your husband's, wife's, boyfriend, girlfriend, son, daughter, whoever it is. Dogs. They can make the theme cake you're thinking of in your head. Work with a designer, custom cakes for weddings. They'll do it too. But like maybe somebody is celebrating a big birthday, 40 years. They're a cigar aficionado. They could put cigars, actual cake-looking cigars, on the cake. Maybe the person likes Louis Vuitton. They could put purses. They could make the cake out of, or the purse out of a cake. Yeah, that's how unbelievable they are. Five Montreal locations. They'll design the cake for your celebration, whatever it may be. Anywhere at lesdelicelafrenet.com, online. Five locations, including Brossard in the South Shore on Tashero with their newly expanded store. Go by Les Delices Lafrenet. You will not be disappointed. We finally made it to Baton Rouge Grill House and Bar last night. We had the barbecue pork back ribs and creamy potato soup duo. was delicious, my wife and I. That's a full rack of ribs, by the way. Steph couldn't finish it. Good news for me. I finished it off. That's how much food you get. 30 bucks with the creamy potato soup. We both had a nice cocktail, spinach dip. And let me tell you, you look at the menu, forget it. Because you start looking at the menu, you want to have everything. I told Steph, okay, uh, well, we're going to come back. Tempura shrimp, grilled octopus, steak tartare, mac and cheese, cauliflower wings, calamari. No, we didn't have all this, but this is what we were deciding between, for starters. They've got it all. Baton Rouge Grill House and Bar with their newly renovated location, Baton Rouge Complex Desjardins. Amazing service, incredible menu. Check them out in the heart of downtown Montreal. It's Baton Rouge Grill House and Bar. Had an amazing time. Thank you, guys. Everyone deserves the best water. How about having the Connecticut K5 system in your home? Find out more if you're living in Alberta, in Edmonton, Calgary, anywhere. Ask for Roger at trailappliances.com for your Connecticut 99.9% .9 reverse osmosis K5 drinking water station. In Montreal, Grup Ilco, two locations in the city, or go to Connecticut.ca to find out more about this product. I've been enjoying Connecticut for almost 15 years. They're the best. Get those bottles out of the house. You don't need them. Pure water, free of any of those contaminants that hurt your body, it's Kinetico. One of the best things that happened in the last couple of years is that fewer people text me. Before I used to get texts, this ever happened to you? 
I get texts from people and I see the number come up and, and I had no idea who it was. And I would have to, so what do you do when you get a text from somebody, you don't know who it is. You have to scroll up to see if you could put together the story based on some of the text that you have as you scroll up, right? <laughs> but I found that, uh, well, my friendship circle has definitely been squeezed and I like it like that. I really do. At first, I don't know how to handle it. Now I like it like that. And another thing I noticed is in the past, people would write LOL because it meant they were laughing out loud. But now I find that people don't really, okay, so people didn't really want to talk on the phone before. So what, what happened? They went, the people went from speaking on the phone to, well, yeah, I really don't want to talk to anybody to texting. Now people don't even want to text anymore because have you noticed, I check my text messages that I do get, that many times a text will end with LOL. And so is the person laughing out loud, really laughing out loud at what you said, or do they have absolutely nothing to say? I've deducted, I've come up with, I don't know, a theory that they have nothing else to say. I go back to a few of my text messages back and forth with different people, and it just ends LOL. And it's and it's all caps, LOL. So like very funny, but then the, the, that's where it just ends. So... I think LOL has become nothing else here, but I'm out. I really do. And it was funny because before, texting was a way you could actually, <laughs> this is how funny human beings are and people are. Texting was what replaced talking on the phone, right? Like, do you actually have conversations on the phone? I really don't like I never did which is the reason why I was a late bloomer to having a cell phone I hated speaking on the phone I really did you know like I, I was over it after we grew up with loving being on the phone and talking to people especially people you had crushes on and then it's like uh, yeah I don't I'd rather talk to the person in person so we went from doing that we went from sending emails to each other we went from speaking on ourselves to now screening our cell phone calls and not wanting to speak to anybody to texting them back and now people don't even want to text they don't even want to text anymore people are lazy they don't even want to text before somebody would actually reply to you immediately and i still have a couple of those people that will reply to you immediately when they get a text from you and others reply to you two or three days later which has always baffled me because and this wasn't something that just recently happened i know people that have been doing this for the longest longest of times and it's like they respond to you two or three days after the fact that wait a minute these people are constantly on their phone whenever you're around them in person with them they're always on their phone they can't put their phone down and when you write to them and text them therefore they should answer you immediately reply with a text but they don't sometimes it takes them two three days after to reply to you why is that why are they taking so long to reply when you know they're on their phone well the only other thing in my mind is they're getting so many texts they lose track this happens to me and i'm not bragging uh, no not via text via text it's like i don't get as many texts anymore literally i get half a dozen texts a day before it would be 
it would be an insane, sometimes it would be hundreds and hundreds, I kid you not, okay? Maybe when I was more popular, but, but well, with the fake crowd, right? But, but now I find that it's only a couple of texts a day. So when you write to someone, do you expect to get a text back right away? Yeah, especially if, I'll tell you who's really good, usually any member of my family, unless they're busy in the middle of work, will respond almost immediately. And I'm the same way. If I'm busy, I can't respond at that moment. I will respond eventually when I do have time. But two, three days, that to me is far past the due date. That That's way too long. That basically tells you, I don't care about you. I don't care about the person. Either that or out of sight, out of mind, this possibility too. But it, it's important when you see a text to at least respond to the text as soon as you can, especially if the person knows you're always on the phone. Isn't that going to be like, oh, this person just doesn't want to talk to me. Now, I consider my DMs to be a professional inbox because I have a public profile and I was in media for so many years. People know me from that. My Freeway Frank account is is not a personal account. Now, people that might think that's my personal account, it's not. It's Freeway Frank, podcaster, where you know me from, and all that. If, if we're only messaging each other on social media, that's fine. We could have a DM relationship. But for the most part, if I'm reading a DM, I'm answering the person as soon as I can, unless... It's I've received the same video for the 15th time in a day. You know, there's a lot of people who think I don't see the things they see, but I've seen them all. By the time I get them, I've seen them like three, four times already. So, but anyway, okay, I, I like it. Okay, I'm a, I don't want to be a jerk. Sometimes I comment, right? But sometimes I just get fed up. I'm like, okay, it's 10 time I get this video, uh, move on, next DM. Some people, this is weird because I try to answer everybody, but I do get that's where I get a lot of messages. Okay, forget the texting. That's a personal thing. I get tons of DMs. So sometimes going through, if I wait a 24-hour period, it's hell. I got to go like through every DM. So that's why I just like. So some people don't like. Some people like the fact I at least acknowledge by giving them back a heart. Some people, they, they, they want an answer, even if it's a line or two or a word or two. And I try to do that. Sometimes I just put thank you. Sometimes I, I put great, whatever I can. But, you know, if I it literally, if I responded to every single message with a paragraph, I would have no time to do anything else. And I'm not bragging. I'm just saying I get a lot of messages. So people need to understand that. But then I've, I heard through somebody, my, a friend of mine I went for coffee with said, because you have a reputation of not answering people. And I said, you got the wrong guy. I answer everybody. And if I haven't answered you, it's one of two reasons. Number one, I don't have an answer yet, okay? And then it's, then my DMs go further down and I lose them. And well, they're still there and I'm not gonna scroll back. And it's like somebody wrote to me the other day inquiring about sponsoring the podcast, which I love, but I didn't have an answer yet. I screenshotted the, um, the message and hopefully I'll go back to my pictures and see it. I should respond to them, but I didn't have an answer at the time, okay? But sometimes I don't wanna give somebody a yes or no right away. That's one thing. And then... As I mentioned, it, the messages could scroll down and then out of sight, out of mind. It's easy to. But I try to answer everybody. But then sometimes people, 
I don't know, for their own insecurities, their own, it's their own issue, right? They think, uh, yeah, this guy never answered me or this guy, whatever the case, never. Well, okay, I'm going to make something really clear. I'm a genuinely decent human being. I love people. I've been screwed like many people have. I've been, people have, have taken advantage of my good graces because I'm a pretty compassionate, good person. I ended all that, like still a compassionate guy, still care about people, but now I know where to close it down. You get to a certain point and you're like, okay, this person just likes me for this reason. This person's not genuinely somebody that would probably be here. There are very loyal people, by the way, Give, and I know who you are. People who have been there since the start, people who have never left my side, those people mean the world to me, okay? So I'm not talking about those people. I'm talking about the people that, you know, they write to you and they want something from you. Then you can't deliver and then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, he's a prick, right? Ah, he's an asshole, right? That they come up with this thing like, ah, he's not as great as people think he is, or, you know, because I haven't given them the answer that they want. That is very unfair. It's unfair. We all do it in a way, don't get me wrong. Like sometimes I'll write to somebody I haven't talked to in a while. I don't get an answer from them. Time has elapsed and I think to myself, oh, okay, you know, and you take it personally. But it's like Eckhart Tolle says, if you've ever read the book Power of Now, and I've been reading a lot of his passages lately that come up on social media, your ego is eliminated the minute you live in the moment. Because when you're not living in the moment and thinking about the past, or you're too involved in what's to come in the future, what ends up happening is your ego takes over, right? And then it's like, oh yeah, that guy didn't answer me, that person said this, or the per and, and now it's about your ego. Now it's because your ego can't take you being treated like this. But if you only live in the moment, which, I, it's, which is something I've been focusing on a lot lately, then there's no ego anymore. And then there's like, okay, now, now I can't think anything bad about you because the moment has come and gone. I'm into the next moment. Like right now, whatever happened a few seconds ago is in passe composé, it's in the past. I'm into now, right now, what's coming out of my mouth right now. And as you're hearing those words coming out, it should make a lot more sense what I'm saying. Don't harp on the things that, that happened two months ago. He never wrote to me. This is Try again. Uh, same thing. I'll, I'll try again. I'll write to you again. If I haven't written to you in a while, somehow we lost touch. I'm not doing it on purpose. Uh, life is, it's a long road, but a short journey, if that makes any sense. Okay, we're, we're here today, gone the next. You know all the cliches. But I, I'm not here to make enemies, be mean to people. I'm just, I'm just trying to live as you are. And so that, that cracks me up when you hear that stuff. Like people come out with these theories. Unless somebody's giving you reason, right? like, like clear reason, and they keep doing it over and over again, like letting you down over and over again, they're just not good people. That's one thing. If not, people are just trying to get through life. Remember the, the Prince song, Let's Go Crazy. This thing called life. Yeah, They're just trying to get through it. Just let people get through their life. And in the end, we're looking out for number one. We care about the people in our circle and the closest people to us. But at the end of the day, we got to get through life on our own. It's our life. There's no one in this room as I'm recording. And there's no one besides me here. And in, my life. In, the, in the end, we only have to worry about 
ourselves, meaning no one's going to care. I mean, people might remember you for this or remember you for that, but it's so important. After they're gone, if you spent that evening with, with them, they're on to other things until they see you again in that moment. Make sense? And so to think that these people are concocting or at home devising a plan to uh, take you down or uh, no. Now, there are people who have hurt other people that, and that you can't forget. The people who have hurt you have physically hurt you. That's next level. But have hurt you emotionally, have hurt you mentally, have been mean. That's tough to get rid of. There's no doubt about it. It's tough. Because even when I think, and I mentioned that I think on the last podcast, that I've put it on a boat and let it float. The, the boat, the, the thing, the, whatever is floating, it comes back. You know, it's like I go into my jacuzzi and I'm changing the bromine pills, you know, like the, the, the pucks, right? It's like if you have a pool and you're putting the chlorine, whatever, that thing that floats. Sometimes I'm trying to get it and the water's circulating, it's moving around and I go on one side, it goes to the other, I go on one side, the, eh. it comes back. It comes back at some point, but when you need it, you're trying to get it. You're trying to move around so you can get to it, especially if it's a pool and it's big, you're trying to get to it. But it's like, look, it's just floating. Things come back to haunt you. Things, you let things affect your ego. They're always going to come back to shore. But if you let them go out, they'll go out peacefully into the ocean and uh, they'll be gone. All you have is the beach that you're on and the waves that are hitting you now, right? Not the thing that you put out there and left. Until that thing comes back, don't worry about it. Am I being all philosophical with my toes in the sand on a beach when I'm nowhere close to a beach and it's cold and it's winter? Deep thoughts or not so deep thoughts. But freeway, Frank. Thank you for listening to episode 160 of the Drive-By Podcast sponsored by Les Delices Lafrenet. Five great Montreal locations, amazing pastries. You're going to somebody's house this weekend. I mean, you're going to look great. If you get a box full of their cannoli, they have the mini cannolis, full-size cannolis, lobster tails, cupcakes, pastries. They got it all. My favorite location in Brossard, because Anthony, I walk in there and he knows exactly. Frank, why don't you try this? Last week was the vanilla cake. Two weeks from now, I go to another party. Might be the cappuccino cake. It's Les Delices Lafrenette for all occasions. Baton Rouge Grillhouse and Bar, the brand new renovated location in downtown Montreal. One of their great 29 locations. The Complex des Jardins, Centreville, downtown Montreal location is where you want to be in the heart of the city. You finish the long day at work, getting together with a couple of colleagues, go down there. You will have a fantastic meal, some great drinks, amazing service, and check out barbecue pork back ribs and creamy potato soup, which I had last night. It's only 30 bucks, limited time, special price happening, and it is, yes, a full rack of their signature barbecue ribs served with fries and coleslaw and their creamy potato soup, which is just perfectly smoked bacon bits on top. And for the time of the year, it's cold outside, Baton Rouge, sit back, have some drinks, great conversation. Go to a place where they're going to take care of you any night of the week. It's Baton Rouge Grill House and Bar, batonrouge.ca, at Baton Rouge Grill House on Instagram. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Please five-star it on Spotify, review or comment on 
Apple. And if you are not following the podcast, please do so. Subscribe to it. Whether you're on YouTube, any platform, always hit that follow or subscribe button. This is Freeway Frank. Ciao for now. The Drive-By with Freeway Frank. The Drive-By Podcast, brought to you by OwnSpace. Space.